0: Welcome to another Divorce TV show. Tonight we've got, depending where you're watching from, Scott Levin is going to be our expert interview. He's a peacemaker working in mediation and financial matters. We have a shared story from Una Archer, who's a parenting expert. And we'll finish with a lovely meditation healing from Catherine Abel. But for now, we're going to shoot on with the news. Right, from Pink News, we have a... You'll understand why I don't understand this one in a in a minute. It's, it's you know, a recently out story on the 4th of 11. Petition calls for same-sex cheating to be included under UK adultery law, giving... LGBT plus equality in divorce as well as in marriage. Now this is something that's been going on for a while and quite rightly so currently a UK divorce can only be granted if the court is satisfied that the marriage has irretrievably broken down so there are five specific grounds of proof of which adultery is one but only for heterosexual couples and that's because the legal definition of adultery only encompasses sexual intercourse between a man and a woman meaning that same-sex cheating isn't considered as adultery in the eyes of the law so the petition calls for the matrimonial clauses act of 1973 to be revised and to reflect some uh, same-sex relationships giving lgbt plus people equality in divorce as well as in marriage so while it's unlikely that using adultery adulterous as grounds for divorce would be a Um, it's it's not going to give you any advantage in terms of child custody or settlements which is often a misconception that people have. The fact that it doesn't apply to same-sex couples gives them fewer avenues to justify the separation. So these calls to change the law have been going on for years with one woman complaining in 2015 that she was unable to divorce her husband on grounds of adultery even after she discovered he was having sex with 10 different men. Uh, The reason I don't understand this story is that next autumn we should finally in the UK have no-fault divorce so you won't have to play the blame game so hopefully that will uh, resolve the problem but uh, it's a shame that this has had to go on for so long um, and that this um, si- situation still exists next you uh, next news is from the Mail Online we have here uh, Julianne Ho files for divorce from husband Brooks Leach after three years of marriage uh, they say, and I like this story because of some of the things that they do say, they say, we've lovingly and carefully taken the time that we've needed to arrive at our decision to separate. This is what the couple told people together. We share an abundance of love and respect for one another and we'll continue to lead with our hearts from that place. In the aftermath of the split, Julianne even dyed her blonde hair brunette. The colour change was apparently done to reflect her inner pain. Despite the separation the two continued to be seen together and even reportedly went on vacation together. So it sounds like that they're managing it in a very civilised way. And finally I wanted to uh, talk about Flip or Flop's Christina Anstead. She's filing for divorce from Aunt Anstead. The flip-or-flop stars rep confirmed to E! News that Christina filed for divorce from her husband Ant. The news comes less than two months after Christina surprised fans by announcing she was separating from um, from Ant from following two years of marriage. Ant and I have made the difficult decision to separate. The HGTV designer wrote to her followers, "We are grateful for each other, and as always, our children remain our priority." The couple have continued to co-parent their 13-month-old son Hudson, whilst also focusing on themselves as they embark on a new chapter separately. And uh, I, I really like what's happening here because it is a time when you do need to look after yourself and Ant certainly is. He recently took part in a five-week breakup recovery exercise developed by human connection specialist Mark Groves. He also participated in Rise Up Kings, a program that aims to help men rise up to their God-given potential. As for Christina, She's continued filming new episodes of Christina on the Coast, as well as Flip or Flop with ex husband Tarek El Musa. She's also choosing to find peace in a year filled with change. I never thought I would have one divorce, let alone two, Christina shared on Instagram back in September. Sometimes life throws us curveballs. Instead of getting stuck in these setbacks, I choose to look at these challenges as opportunities to grow. She said, I'm messy, I'm real, and I'm working on healing. Well, good luck to you on that one. So, we're now going to have our expert interview. Welcome, Scott, and thank you so much all the way from U.S. of A. Where are you in America?
1: San Diego, California.
0: Lovely. And, uh, and thank you for being here. And so the first thing I'm going to ask you is, I love the way that on your uh, profile on LinkedIn, it says that you are a family law peacekeeper. Can you tell us a little bit, little bit about what that actually means?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually go by the moniker Chief Peacekeeper. Uh, I, w- I named myself that, though, so it might not count. <laughs> but um, essentially, um, back in 2012, I, I was a practicing litigator, uh, a lawyer that goes to court and, and, and positions their client against the other. Uh, party uh, in a battle uh, where one will win and one will lose. Um, and in 2012, my father passed away, and shortly thereafter, uh, the first of my three sons was born. Um, and so, oftentimes, in you know, in in grieving and elation, people uh, you know make uh, decisions and look at their lives in different ways and really think about you know, what do they want for the, for the rest of their years? Um, and I made a choice that I was going to stand for something in my career. So I transitioned my legal practice uh, entirely into mediation uh, and in particular um, family law mediation where I uh, ever since then uh, have basically uh, been engaged by two parties both uh, uh, husband wife or whatever gender it may be going through a divorce and they both agree to hire me um and and work with me as a team and uh we're on one side of the court and on the other are the problems of divorce so we don't spend a lot of times fighting again with each other uh or really you know rehashing the past what we're trying to do is figure out solutions to how do these two people Uh, go from where they are to where they want to be, which is in the future, and focus on their futures, protect their children by making responsible adult uh, equitable decisions um, uh, regarding their divorce. And so I help people um, through that process. It's a very rewarding uh, career and I'm blessed to be able to uh, show my kids that there's a way to be passionate about the work that you do, to support your family and to also do good, uh, you know, for society in some small way.
0: Brilliant and uh, certainly agreeing with that is Erica Anne England, who was, has been on the show a couple of times. She's just left a comment oh, yeah. on saying on Facebook, it counts because it's true and it is, being a peacekeeper is, uh, is, is essential. Um, why do you think there's not so many family lawyers who, as I personally, I would say, see the light
1: You know, it's hard to say. Um, First of all, Erica is a phenomenal, great friend of mine and a phenomenal attorney and mediator and innovator. Um, So shout out to Erica. Um, You know, it's hard to say. I think, uh, you know, a lot of us are inside of our own bubbles and, um, you know, we're living day by day. Uh, survive in advance. And um, it's hard to see through the trees. Uh, It's not an easy thing to do to to shift your, uh, the way that you earn a living uh, overnight. So, I mean, I get calls, uh, you know, five, six times a day probably from people looking to hire me as a litigator. And I, of course, um, you know, have my uh, staff, uh, you know, refer those out to friends that I know will do uh, good for those people uh, in their pursuit, but um, it's not an easy thing to do to say I'm going to turn away that money um, and uh, you know and, and try to be productive uh, in a different way. So I probably that reason.
0: Yeah, I think it takes a bit of courage, and 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 you know, and we all agree that litigation is still important as a boundary setting, but it's far more useful if there's fantastic alternatives that people can use to stay away from it. Have you found with the whole COVID situation that there's been a greater need for family mediation um, around the children, including post-divorce? Have you had much uh, interaction with that?
1: Yes. Definitely. And I'm and and I think that people, you know, the courts for a long time in California were shuttered for over three months. So or at least in San Diego County and in San Francisco. So um, uh, people did not have access or quick access uh, to, you know, the court system for a long time. So this this summer, I actually recently, Susie, um, a couple of weeks ago, finished a case. Where a couple had been through ten years of post-divorce litigation, hardcore fighting. Post-divorce, their son was 13, um, and they had him enrolled in two different public schools in San Diego, California. And the school system was going to kick him out of both. Um, so, husband, uh, ex, you know, husband and wife, uh, or you know, uh, mother, father. Sorry. Um, could not agree on which school to send their kid to. They had no ability to get to the courts because the courts were closed. And so they hired me and I'm not saying I'm a genius. I'm just saying anyone in my position could have helped these two because over a three hour conversation, we figured out not only a solution to what they were going to do, uh, to responsibly and safely, um, uh, Uh, choose an education, uh, an appropriate education for their son for this year, but we actually went a step further than that, and we agreed that any future disagreements, they would come to see me first. And at the end of this three-hour conversation, it really was, it was really, and I'm not saying it was because of me, a a really good mediator can help people, Uh, and they said, you know, this is the first time in 10 years that I feel like our son has a future that is tension-free, and they were, and and they were both tearing up, and it was really great to hear because um, you can release the tension, you can get away from the fight if you focus on your as the uh, on your children as the North Star, and um, and make decisions um, in their best interests, um, and just respect and acknowledge uh, that you're probably both in some part responsible. For the fighting and if you can both acknowledge that and start from today forward that you agree you won't antagonize, you won't intentionally um, hurt the other person and you respect them as a parent, you can move forward. I've seen it happen thousands of times.
0: And that's very uplifting to hear because I think people do get into a state where they just don't see any hope anymore. But quite often uh, litigation the courts is not suited to resolve these kinds of issues and because uh, you can't keep going back to the courts every time you just want to make a new decision do you what do you think needs to be done to help people not have to wait 10 years to find out that there's a much better way for them to get to get what they want which is ultimately to move everybody's life forward and not have a load of stress and ex- expense unnecessarily
1: I think that there needs to be a a full transition of the family law litigation system needs to uh, uh, transition entirely into uh, more peaceful alternatives, including collaborative practice and mediation. And I know that's hard to hear from my litigation friends. Um, I, I often say, I'm happy to take you to lunch. I just wouldn't hire you. Uh, And the reason is, you know, if you've been in an injury in an auto accident or you have a business dispute or, you know, you have a contract dispute, these things do need lawyers. And often litigation is the system that can best and most appropriately handle those situations. But when it comes to families, litigation is just not the answer. Uh, It's been proven. Um, And like you said, eventually the lawyers do go away and these two people are left. Um, And and in what situation are they left in? Are they able to communicate? Are they able to co-parent? Those are the goals of litigation. I mean, of a divorce process is to leave people with as much money in their pockets, with their kids protected, happy and healthy. And for these two people to at least to be able to communicate normally regarding the parenting. Um, And litigation has been proven to, it's very difficult to arrive at that objective through the litigation process. So I think we need a full transition. I think it's going in that direction. It's just been, you know, a 25 year slow growth, and I'd like to see it really pick up.
0: I'm trying over here in the UK to speed it up. And it's something I'd love to do in the States as well, because it's just as, as relevant. And so I've been running uh, divorce financial workshops, which are Sorry, guys. To tell you the truth, they're actually dispute resolution boot camps in disguise, but they do deal help people deal upfront with lots of the issues around finance, co-parenting. But it makes sure that they are aware of all the choices, like mediation, collaborative law, as you said, arbitration. If you if if you need that too, um, and and I'm finding that law firms who have litigators are are sponsoring them because they like us see that litigation has a role but you don't want to use it unless you really need to it should be a backstop so i feel there is a shift in more evolved law firms really seeing that you know they can still make a living by helping people and but there's nicer ways to do it um what kind of uh, so if what's a good way to finish would be could you perhaps give us like three key pieces of good advice for people who are at the earliest stages of a divorce maybe dubious about whether they could mediate or not because they're perhaps a little bit angry with each other what would be the three sort of top tips that you would give them
1: Yeah, I mean, first of all, I I want people to um, uh, interview at least uh, two mediators uh, for a consultation. And I want you to go with your spouse virtually or in person, however you're doing it, uh, to meet both those mediators. And I want you to each choose one. Um, And if you feel comfortable uh, embarking on the mediation process with one of them, then start there because the 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 thing about mediation is that once you're in mediation, things can move very quickly to resolution. So let's say you try mediation and you're into it for three or four weeks, um, and you and it turns out maybe that's not the answer for you. Then you can shift into the alternative and each hire a lawyer and go into litigation. But if you start in litigation, if you make that choice to hire the lawyer to file the paperwork, and to serve it on your spouse at their work or, you know, in an embarrassing way, it's very difficult to stop that train from moving. So my best advice is to try to start in mediation. Uh, and the worst case scenario, if you don't have a great mediator then, or if you, whatever the, the circumstances are between you two, you can't make it happen successfully you've only wasted a couple weeks for two three weeks you're going to know very quickly in mediation whether it's going to work or not Um, and in most of my cases I'm only working with people for two three four weeks for a successful resolution so in California right now uh, the average litigated divorce is taking over two years compare that to three or four weeks of working would you rather be stuck with that tension and then in the uncertainty and fear of not knowing how often your kids are going to see you, when they're going to be with you versus your spouse, how much money you're going to have, what's the support going to be. These are all um, unanswered questions for two years in a litigated divorce. Or do you want to start and say, hey, maybe three weeks from now we can have a signed agreement and have this whole thing wrapped up. So the, I think that's the best thing about mediation is that, that um, the it saves you that emotional and the damage that that emotional uncertainty has, um, and that's what people tell me all the time, is that they're so scared because they don't know where, what their position is going to be. And they don't know, they can't look at their kids and tell them it's going to be okay because they don't know until it's, a, it, till it's all wrapped up. So starting in mediation is really, you know, the key, the key first step.
0: Brilliant. And thanks, Erica's saying excellent tip to start mediation early. And uh, she's thanking you for the wonderful work that you and I, thank you so much, Erica, do to raise yes, the profile of cooperative divorce. We're all peacemakers, <laughs> valiantly really working really together. Awesome to That's you, great. You're,
1: you're
0: thank you so much, finally, for being on the show. We're de- definitely going to have you back again. Thank you, Scott. That's lovely, I love having these positive people with really good advice, which is life changing for families. Uh, we're going to have a, a very short masterclass right now and uh, it's going to be on mediation. So I just, just very briefly, because uh, we want to move on to our shared story, I just had a few things I wanted to say about uh, mediation. Because it is still surprising how many people get in a bit of a muddle about it. Uh, It is, uh, obviously we know it can make the divorce much less traumatic. And it's nothing to do with getting back together i cannot tell you how many people still are under that misimpra- misapprehension um, it is about creating strong foundations for co-parenting and being in control of your own divorce this is really important don't hand the power over to some judge that doesn't know you and doesn't know your family so mediation is really about keeping control mediation is also very flexible so you don't even have to be in the same room as your ex if you really can't bear that you can do shuttle mediation where the mediator goes backwards and forwards of course even online you can be in a separate zoom room if if looking at them gives you a panic attack so you it's about you being comfortable and feeling safe and you have so much control over how it's all put together, you don't have that control in court. Uh, mediation's not always appropriate for people who are in uh, physical or physical or psychological danger by being in the same room as their partner, such as in a serious domestic abuse situation. But just not liking each other anymore is just not a good reason to forsake a tried and tested method of facilitating a long term sustainable way forward to separate people and i have uh, and there are also people who are in abusive relationships who can still manage to mediate particularly around the children but it takes a more care and attention uh, emotionally it can be much easier to um, to deal with that, perhaps if you've worked with a divorce coach first, possibly a um, a counselor, but sometimes the coaching can be quite pragmatic and helpful. How to deal with that person? So don't just jump to conclusions just because you've got a very difficult ex. Really, do as Scott said, explore every option. So I'm now, ready. For our shared story, I'm going to bring on, uh, very shortly, Una, who is a parenting expert who, hopefully, you'll remember. She's been on the show uh, a couple of times. And welcome, Una. Now, have we got sound? I'm trying to click on it here, and it's supposed to be coming on. I seem to... Uh, it says ghost has muted themselves, so don't don't click any buttons. So I want to get you on. Um, it says that again, and we do seem to be having a few issues. What I'm going to do is I'm going to move forwards and come back to you in a few minutes. Perhaps go out and come back in, and we'll see if we can get you back again in a minute. We seem to have lost you there. The wonders of technical hitches. So. Whilst uh, Una's having another go to come out and come in, because we definitely want to hear her story, I'm going to just remind everyone about our workshop that's coming up, uh, covering technically the southeast of England. But if you happen to be in another part of England, you can uh, definitely still get involved and um, come along. If you see there's a QR code there, although it's not until January, anyone who joins the workshop now will be able to receive a welcome pack and get lots of of really great information, videos, resources straight away. You won't have to wait till January to get any help at all. But the actual workshop will take place on there. We have limited numbers, so do make sure that you book in early. I'm going to have one more go to see. (gasps) Can we hear you? Yes. Can you hear me? Bingo. We have Una. I'm so happy. Right. I'm not going to press any buttons. (laughs) So so we've got a few minutes. And you very kindly, uh, before you share... Uh, Your story the story that you're going to share with us Just briefly for those who don't already know you just let them know um, What a parenting expert is and the kind of work that you do?
2: Sure, so I am a circle of security parenting Facilitator and this parenting framework was is based on decades of attachment research and it's an easy to follow step-by-step process where takes guesswork out for parents who want to nurture their relationships with their children, nurture their sense of security.
0: Brilliant. And what's the story that you're going to share with us? Mm.
2: So I'm going to share a story of a really tricky handover that could have gone terribly wrong. But through one of the parents knowing cycle of security, they managed to navigate it with minimal damage. So first of all, I'd like to set the scene. So we have Jeff and Camilla, they separated four years ago, and they have a six-year-old son, Kieran. And at the moment, Kieran sees Jeff every other weekend. And Jeff and Camilla live about an hour's drive away. So on Sunday, Camilla drives to Jeff's to pick up Kieran. And she's already on the edge, because the relationship's quite tense. She doesn't really want to be there. She wants to just say hi, pick up her son, and go home. And when she gets to the door, deep breaths, what happens? Jeff opens the door and she's really surprised because usually it's Kieran. He runs out, gives her a hug, and usually it's quite smooth. But this time, Jeff says, You know, Kieran's really upset he doesn't want to go, understandably, because it will be almost two weeks before he's going to see his dad again. He's been crying. He's upstairs. He just would not come down. So Camilla comes into Jeff's front room. She sits down. And so her upset gets even more intense. And then that moment just has bringing up some stuff from the past and he tries to have a conversation he says look last time it happened it was six months ago when x y and z happened and then at that moment camilla just sees red she feels trapped all she wants to do is just to get up and go so i'm going to pause here and then we'll come and talk about the cycle of security and then we'll come back and see how that story ended. So in situations like that, it's so helpful to have a very clear framework of how to think about it and how to keep it simple. And cycle of security helps parents do that. So can you see my little graphic here? So we have two... um, Two... It's a summary of child's emotional needs, which are three. To have a secure base and safe haven. And then once they feel connected with their secure base, they move in circles. And when they're feeling safe and secure, their interest in the world sparks up. And they have this emotional movement out to go out, to explore, to connect. And as they're exploring, they're using what's in their cup and their cup is getting quite empty and once their cup is quite empty then that emotional movement to go out changes into going back in to for connection for comfort to help make child sense of their experience and you know we can go much much deeper of course into how it all works that's what i love about the circle it's understand so we can relate to it straight away but also there's so much depth to it and so in that situation Camilla just saw that she needs to be the secure base what's happening for Kieran his cup is super empty he can't regulate and all she needs to do is to be that safe presence safe base so that he feels safe to come back in to connect with her and having that clarity really helped her to tune all the other thoughts out. It would have been so much easy, so, so easy for her to go, look, I've driven an hour already. I don't want to hit the traffic on the motorway. Let's just do it quickly. Or, um, you know, why am I in this situation? Why do I have to deal with this? And, I don't know, start blaming Jeff for not looking after him properly over the weekend. The list goes on and on and on. But just knowing her, knowing the circle, helped her to keep all of those thoughts out of her field and really think, what does Kira need from me right now? What do I need to do? How do I need to show up? And so in Circle of Security, we have this saying, as hands, always be bigger, stronger, wiser, and kind. And of course, for everyone, it looks different, it feels different. But that's um, what helped her through the through situation. So practically, I'll describe how the rest of the handover went. Well, first of all, Camilla did not engage in any conversations with Jeff around what's beyond, what was happening beyond the immediate situation. You know, she said the situation six months ago, we can talk about it later. Right now, let's just deal with the handover. I'm really sorry he's upset. And I'll just wait for him here. And not a lot of discussion what they could do. And um, she focused, instead of trying to control what other people are doing or circumstances, she really focused on regulating her own emotions. Because she knew she's like that close from blowing up. So she just got some paper and a pen from her back and started drawing. And it really helped her to just stay in her own bubble and help her come down. She taking deep breaths, coming back into her body and repeating to herself, bigger, stronger, wiser, and kind. I need to be bigger, stronger, wiser, and kind for Kieran. And about 15, 20 minutes later, the atmosphere started calming down. And when... Um, Camilla was not engaging in this drama. It helped Jeff to calm down. And when he was feeling calm, he went upstairs and he spoke with Kieran. And then about 25 minutes later, Kieran came down and he saw that his mom was okay. She was sitting there. She was reasonably calm. And then he came, he sat on her lap, they had a cuddle, and they left about 40 minutes later.
0: That's beautiful. And it, it it's so challenging to do that as a parent in that situation you need all the best possible tools but that mantra is very beautiful and it's so powerful to hear positive stories about how this kind of um, intervention if you like works and how you can learn to do this because we do you know we don't all have these skills naturally I certainly don't so thank you so much uh Una My for pleasure sharing to and i look forward to having you back soon um with some more of wonderful stories and well done for for that's beating the tech and making sure that we <laughs> we we the show did go on I'll speak to you mm, soon yes
2: thank you for persevering susie speak soon bye and we can
0: be now prepared and ready for a healing. So I hope you're sitting really comfortably and I'm going to introduce to you Catherine. Chop myself off there. I was saying we're introduced to you Catherine. <laughs> oh, hello, up, Catherine. Me? Catherine Abel, Hi. meditation leader. What does that mean? Tell us a little bit about you yourself, and then what okay. what uh, you're going to treat us to right now.
3: Well, um, as you already know, my name is Catherine, uh, and I'm a meditation leader, and I deliver live and online meditation sessions uh, called Vitali Chi Relax. And um, I generally help people release their stress and anxieties. We use um, special guided visualizations, and these incorporate mindfulness and important life skills as well. And, well, people generally come to my sessions for a number of reasons. Uh, Most of them are to help them to feel tuned into themselves, uh, less worried about their worries, and more positive in their own attitude, really. And for many, it actually means they can have a good night's sleep as well. So um, that's
0: wonderful. All I can say is, (laughs) because, uh, and especially at this time, because not only if you're in a stressful family situation, but covid mm. you yeah, know we all need a bit need a, need a bit of a meditation and uh, and after yeah. uh, i'm always very excited about these parts at the end of the show because i do uh oh, make the most of it and often do the replay yeah. later as well and have another bash so i'm going to move this forward so we just give you f- our you. full attention and there'll be a little bit of gentle background music
3: lovely thank you susie So everybody, this time is just for you. Uh, It's a little bit of an oasis of calm. I'm going to guide you into very gentle relaxation, which will help you to unwind and feel a bit more peaceful. So now if you sit or lie comfortably and just gently close your eyes to give them some relief from your day. relax and be peacefully still and now gently and at your own pace. Breathe in deeply and feel your belly rise with your breath. Breathe out deeply and as fully as you can. Become aware of your breathing, relaxing your body as you breathe in and as you breathe out. Notice that each breath brings a deeper and deeper sense of relaxation and how each breath releases tension, allowing you to relax, still deeper and deeper. connecting you to your inner self and to this very moment, helping you to become centered and connected to your wise self. As you breathe in, You feel more and more relaxed. And as you breathe out, you sense a deeper and deeper connection to nature. And as you continue to follow your breath, you sense a gentle and comfortable warmth. And a relaxed feeling moving through your body. It starts at your head and then travels deeply behind your eyes and then to your nose. and cheeks, and then to your jaw. You feel calm and relaxed, and this relaxed feeling now extends to your shoulders. Arms, wrists, hands, and fingers. Now become aware of relaxation continuing to flow through your body. You feel this warm sense of relaxation move down your spine and to your pelvis. And you sense this feeling now moving through your hips, thighs, legs, and knees and then flowing to your ankles and toes. You feel calm, safe and secure and fully present in this very moment. And as you relax deeper and deeper, you notice that your senses are heightened, and yet at the same time, you are deeply relaxed and you feel safe and secure. You are aware of the sounds all around you and the vibration of the music healing you, cleansing you of all held in pain and tension. And you notice how the different sounds of the music. Resonate differently in the different parts of your body. But do not worry if you cannot feel anything. Just trust and know that the music is vibrating and working to heal you. And as you continue to sense. This connection to nature. Become aware of your body. And it's filling itself with the most beautiful, bright red light. And the light travels up from your toes and goes all the way up to your crown. Filling every cell with a powerful and healing bright red light that is energizing and regenerating to your entire being. Helping to lift your vibration and your energy and helping you to feel lighter and lighter whilst you become nourished by the bright red glow. In this relaxed and connected state, you find yourself walking along a pathway lined with bountiful red buried trees. And the trees have many tiny leaves. And they bear the most beautiful round red berries. And the trees that line the path make you feel strong and connected to nature. And connecting to nature helps you to feel free from emotional pain which increases your confidence. And the trees seem to guide you to a place to heal. You observe this beautiful moment and you gently become aware of your breath. If any negative thoughts arise, Just mindfully say hello to them and pop them onto a passing cloud and let them float gently by. Returning your thoughts to the sound of your breath, now follow this pattern without force and just listen with focus and intent to the sound of your breath. And whilst doing so, I wish you a beautiful evening and a relaxed evening. Good night.
0: about you but I I nearly drifted off completely then Uh, I do hope that Catherine, you will come back and uh, do that again because that was wonderful so we've got to that time and we all know that on the battlefield of family separation in the war of divorce always make peace Your weapon of choice.